0: Today's episode is brought to you by the Tax Defense Group. Tax season is here, and that means that it's time to file your taxes. There's good news. If you're a W 2 employee, you can save half off your filing. All you have to do is call the Tax Defense Group before April 15th, 2020, and mention that you saw this ad on UCAS Studios. Millions of Americans will get money back after they file, and you can be one of them. Call the Tax Defense Group today at 800. 800- 850-7973. That number again is 800-850-7973. And you can visit them online at thetaxdefensegroup.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Writer Junkie. Are you looking to make more money in 2020? One of the best ways to do that is by having a new resume that can help you get that dream job. Writer Junkie offers affordable, well-written resumes for the low cost of $145. They'll even throw in a cover letter for no additional charge. All you have to do is mention that you saw this ad on UCAS Studios and they'll get right to work. Call Rider Junkie today at 805-587-7966 and you can visit them online at riderjunkie.com.
1: What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Lakers Outsiders podcast. Your ears are not mistaken. I am not Gary Kester. Uh, this is Hani Amadian hosting for like the second time ever, and there's a very good reason for that. Uh, but before we get started, just want to remind everybody that you uh, can always find our podcasts on all your favorite podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, etc., Uh, if you enjoy our show at all, please do us a favor, give us, uh, reviews and ratings on iTunes. It really helps the show and also support our website, LakersOutsiders.com, where we do a lot of great work from a lot of great, uh, writers and, uh, we appreciate all the support. But the reason I'm here without Gary for once is that, uh, we have a special guest for this podcast. Uh, my good friend Aaron Johnson of Palace of Pistons here to talk to us about the newest Laker, Markeith Morris. Aaron, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing good, Honey. Thanks for having me on.
1: Um, I got to say, Aaron is very special to me because I spent an entire year basically bullying him about KCP becoming <laughs> a, a Laker before he was a Laker uh, when he was still on the Pistons. And it came true, and I haven't stopped giving him crap since. So um, I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm going to try not to make too many jokes about that today so that we can focus on more important things, but um, there's no guarantees.
2: (laughs) Crazy that that actually happened, by the way. Like, I never would have expected Contavious caldwell pope to become a Laker through all of the jokes we had that year, and then all of a sudden, KCP's a Laker.
1: It it was funny because I really, really wanted him as a Laker. I thought he was, like, a perfect player, and then... He got here, and it was kind of rocky, and a lot of people did not enjoy KCP the first couple of years, so I couldn't make too much fun of you, but now he's the team's best shooter. You could argue that he's been their be- their, their third best player this year, and, you know, it's pretty crazy stuff.
2: I'm not surprised. I always believed in him. You know, he, he he's a guy that in Detroit struggled cons- to play consistently, but his highs were high. You know, his highs were fun. They were really promising so i'm glad that he's succeeding on a good team with a chance to really make a run in the postseason
1: yeah me too man um all right so let's get started with talking about marquise morris a little bit obviously morris has just really been on the pistons for the first half of this season uh this was his first year there and you know there's a lot to like about marquise morris joining the lakers he can add a lot of uh different attributes to the team. And there's also some questionable things. So we're going to kind of run through a little bit of his game, um, starting with the offensive side, where he's probably going to be doing most of his work for the team. Um, The thing that uh, the Lakers were probably most interested in when, when they saw that he was getting bought uh, bought out is that Marquise Morris is shooting about 40% from three this year, um, which would be the second highest mark on the Lakers behind uh, Pistons legend Contavious caldwell Um <laughs> What have you seen from him this year that is kind of this rise in his three-point shooting? He's always been a fine three-point shooter, never been a, a great one. Um, what do you think about his role with the Pistons has been different from other uh, stops that he's had in the NBA that's kind of changed how much of a great shooter he's been?
2: Yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting because... His role with the Pistons fluctuated throughout the year. He's played he played 44 games for the team. He started 16 for them and you know, he was a guy that some nights he was going to play and some nights, you know, he was going to play 15 20 minutes, other nights he was going to play 30 minutes. And for that, I don't really have a good explanation why he became such a a capable three-point shooter, you know, an above average one, but overall he's take he took good shots with the team. He didn't stop the ball or anything. He did isolate at, at times, but he was very much in the flaw of the offense taking these shots. And he's shot, he shot him pretty well as a spot-up shooter this year. Uh, Synergy ranks him in, in the 69th percentile with nice. uh, 1.064 points per possession in spot-up shooting situations. So, you know, he, he came to a team that needed scoring, and he kind of filled that void for them when he was with, with the Pistons. and. His shooting was certainly important to them when he was on the court because at the beginning of the year the Pistons were one of the best shooting teams in the league, and Morris was one of those guys helping lead that charge. So that's something that's going to certainly help the Lakers, and you know hopefully that's something that lasts with his tenure in the Lakers. Is that shooting comes over with him, but it wasn't anything that he was taking super easy shots or only shooting when he was wide open. I mean he took contested threes, he took. Uh, threes you know two three steps behind the three point line but for some reason they just have started going down more
1: (laughs) right right and I think one thing that I've kind of seen as I've been um, doing a little bit of research is that he is not only is he making a career high in in terms of the percentage of his three pointers that go in but the percentage of his shots that are from behind the arc is also a career high he's basically half of his field goal field goal attempts are threes Um, and I believe, uh, as I checked this morning, that it, 100% of his three pointers uh, made three pointers this year have been assisted. So, uh, what do you think about his role and sort of the lineups that he's played with on the Pistons that's kind of helped him become that spot of shooter where he's taking four plus threes a game um, and, and getting looks created from his teammates?
2: I think the big thing that the Pistons did was they didn't put him in a role or in a position where he had to handle the ball, initiate the offense, anything like that. He was very much able to move freely on the court, find open spots, primarily on the wing uh, that he could just be ready for a catch and shoot three pointer. The Pistons didn't run a lot of pick and roll with him or anything. He was very much a standstill kind of guy as the team ran pick and roll with Andre Drummond or Christian Wood and, and Morris was a guy that basically on the left or right wing stood and when it, when he got the ball he was ready to shoot and I think that you know he did a really nice job of knowing his role in that stance and it, he didn't get to that point where it was oh I'm not getting the ball enough and being allowed to isolate or post up do those kind of things that I want to do he stayed true to the role that the Pistons asked him to play and that's why he succeeded in that regard
1: yeah and i think that's a really positive sign for what the lakers need from him one of the encouraging things i think from the signing is that um marquise morris playing 15 20 minutes a night it will inevitably push kyle kuzma to playing more of a wing role and kuzma i think all year has shown that he's excelled in that role much much more consistently than he has as a quote-unquote big uh his game just doesn't fit that mold uh Part of that is defensively, he's a much better defender on the perimeter than he is inside. But also, as we kind of saw yesterday uh, against the Celtics, where he's handling the ball, running some pick and rolls, he does much better there. Um, so to me, I think that combination, I think Kuzma and Morris will play uh, quite a few minutes next to each other. And if Morris isn't you know, taking those possessions where he's dribbling the ball, then I think that really helps Kuzma's game. That said, um, the Lakers obviously have a major need for playmaking, and they haven't at least so far, and they probably won't be able to really fix that through the buyout market. Uh, the guys that they wanted, like Darren Collison and Reggie Jackson, either stayed retired or went to their rival. Um, in terms of playmaking, uh, whether that's for himself or for teammates, Markieff Morris, he's, he's not really known for that. Um, his assist to turnover ratio, frankly, has been terrible. Like This year, it's exactly one-to-one um but what do you think about his uh play as sort of like a three level you throw it to him to iso and either he creates for others or creates for himself do you think that's a viable uh offense for a team that's hoping to win a championship or do you think that's just completely not his game
2: honestly at this point i wouldn't bank on that being something to to rely on him for and that's part of the reason that I, I was really th- hoping that if the if Reggie Jackson was going to be bought out, a team, you know, he the Lakers would have been a perfect spot for him because yeah. they needed his playmaking, and you know that's unfortunate for them that he ended up going to the Clippers. But I thought that's something that would have really helped the Lakers and would have fit their need more than a player like Morris does. Not that he doesn't fit a need and won't be able to have a role because he will, but I don't really foresee Morris being that kind of guy. He wasn't that kind of guy with the Pistons. Uh, this year and I know last year he spent a lot of the season injured so I think him playing in a less ball dominant role has kind of helped him find a way to succeed and reinvent himself a little bit so I wouldn't really expect him to be much of a creator he hasn't posted up or isolated as much this year as he has in years past and you know if that's something the Lakers do truly need I just I wouldn't bank on it coming from him. I, I would have to. You get, I would have to try to find someone else on the roster uh, that could handle the, those responsibilities.
1: Right, and that's. I, I think that's an interesting sort of uh, dichotomy for for the Lakers, especially when you compare him to his brother Marcus, who's with the Clippers now. Um, one of the worries that a lot of people have for the Clippers is that Marcus Morris is sort of a more ball-dominant uh, player. You throw it to him, and he's just going to job step jop-step, take a shot um, and create for himself mostly rather than for teammates. Um, and that could be an issue. If it's taking away possessions from better players, then obviously that's uh, a problem. But based on what you're saying, that's not necessarily Marquise's game, not something that the Lakers should be worried about as much.
2: No, he's not gonna. he's not going to ball-stop. And that may have been a concern in years past. I know it's certainly a concern with Marquise, excuse me, Marcus Morris, but uh, Marquis does not really do that. At least he didn't with the Pistons. He did a really nice job of, again, just playing within the flow of the offense, letting his shots come from, created shots for him. He didn't create for himself. Uh, and, again, that's why he succeeded. So I wouldn't be worried about him coming in and, and hijacking an offensive system or taking away a bunch of shots and taking away a bunch of possessions from LeBron and Anthony Davis or Kyle Kuzma whoever he's not going to come in and, and uh, destroy a team like that
1: all right well staying on the topic of uh you know the Lakers biggest needs the other really main point of weakness for the Lakers all year has been how they have guarded uh bigger wings we obviously kind of saw it yesterday against the Celtics Jason Tatum goes off of 41 points um they obviously made some adjustments in the fourth quarter to to really slow him down but This has been an issue that's plagued the Lakers quite a bit. Now, Markeith isn't a wing. He hasn't really played small forward at all uh, in his career, maybe a little bit uh, in Phoenix early on, but he's more of a power forward, maybe a small ball five and a pinch. Um, That said, do you think, uh, based on what you've seen, and and maybe if he's been in that role for the Pistons, is wing defense something that he can hang his hat on at all, or is it just uh, a non-starter? He's
2: definitely more so better suited down low. It's not something that he thrived in in Detroit. He really didn't thrive on defense at all with the Pistons, but I would definitely consider him a guy that if you had to put him somewhere defensively, you would want him down low. He's just not quick enough. He's not athletic enough anymore to stay with wings. And I know when the Pistons went up against, you know, Giannis and and other top of the top of the league wings, Mark Mark Marky force was not a guy that they attempted to throw on any Mm -hmm. of these players. He was a guy that kind of stuck down low and if needed would guard a center more so than, you know, a small forward.
1: Right. And I think that again, kind of goes with the discussion we had about Kuzma moving over to the wing. Um, I think if those two are playing together as much as I, I kind of expect, then Kuzma would be the person getting those assignments, Um, which again, he's, he's, at times at least shown an ability to be pretty good in that department. And yesterday he showed it pretty well against Tatum in the fourth quarter with uh, plenty of help, of course. But that means that they would need Morris to be uh, a pretty solid interior defender for them uh, just because the Lakers really play in that sense of uh, funneling guys inside. He's not going to be playing the five very uh, very much at least um you might play it here and there but uh i wouldn't really expect it too much um but he would still have a lot of help defense responsibilities um what do you think about his potential or his ability uh in that sense in, in a team defense um an in interior defense
2: i think he'll serve his role uh with the lakers you know luckily with Anthony Davis and JaVale McGee and and Dwight Howard. Those are three guys that do a nice job of defending the paint, protecting the rim. And I think Morris will fit in alongside that. I know he's not going to play a lot of minutes at the five, just because that's not necessary with the team that the Lakers have in place, but he will be able to go in and and play, you know, at least average defense down low. Uh, You know, he uses his body pretty well, uses his arms pretty well. He likes to, you know, rebound and box out and crash the glass so he'll help on the boards he's just not a guy that can really do much outside of interior defending again because of his lack of athleticism and his lack of speed
1: right uh yeah that that's basically i think what a lot of people are expecting from him um the only you know i think lakers fans are hoping that he would be somebody they can throw on a bigger wing and a pinch um And just because of his size, he might be a better option than someone like, say, KCP, who is a better defender. um, But he's just so much smaller than the Kawhis and the Paul Georges of the league that um, he's not really going to be effective against them. Uh, We'll see if, you know, if that's something that the Lakers uh, try to implement throughout the rest of this regular season and potentially in the playoffs. But I like you, I I wouldn't really expect too much perimeter uh, defense from Marquise. Today's
0: episode is brought to you by the Tax Defense Group. Tax season is here, and that means that it's time to file your taxes. There's good news. If you're a W-2 employee, you can save half off your filing. All you have to do is call the Tax Defense Group before April 15th, 2020, and mention that you saw this ad on UCAS Studios. Millions of Americans will get money back after they file, and you can be one of them. Call the Tax Defense Group today at 800 850-7973 850-7973 that number again is 800-850-7973 and you can visit them online at the today's episode is brought to you by writer junkie are you looking to make more money in 2020 one of the best ways to do that is by having a new resume that can help you get that dream job writer junkie offers affordable well-written resumes for the low cost of 145 dollars They'll even throw in a cover letter for no additional charge. All you have to do is mention that you saw this ad on UCAS Studios and they'll get right to work. Call Rider Junkie today at 805-587-7966 and you can visit them online at riderjunkie.com.
1: I guess we will pretty much finish it up with this, but we can't really talk about a Morris brother without talking about any sort of attitude or locker room chemistry. Uh, the Lakers have obviously really hung their hat on uh, the chemistry of the team this season. Um, one of the reasons why they they weren't too quick to make a, a trade or a signing afterwards. Um, and once they did make a signing, they cut the player that hadn't played at all this year in DeMarcus Cousins. Um, the Morris brothers are kind of con- controversial in that uh, their attitude can sometimes be a problem for a locker room, uh, but they can also sometimes be sort of galvanizing for a team. Uh, at least in this half season that he spent with the Pistons, what have you sort of heard or read about um, Morris's role in the locker room and how he's uh, really impacted his teammates?
2: Yeah, Morris has been pretty vocal. I mean, as you would likely anticipate with him. I know he started off the season early on picking up, A pair of technical fouls within the first two three games um that that rate or that uh, rate of technical fouls has definitely slowed down quite a bit with him uh throughout the the next 42 games that he played with the team Uh, but he's a guy that's going to be vocal he's going to talk you know both on the court in the locker room and and he has uh, certainly a leadership presence to him not one that i think He's going to come in and clash with a LeBron or or an Anthony Davis in any sense of the imagination. But he's definitely going to come in and, you know, once he gets comfortable, I could definitely see him being a guy that has a more vocal role on the team where it's more than just what he brings on the court. He's also going to be a voice on the court, not just playing wise, but, you know, with his experience, with his playoff experience and, and definitely in the locker room as well, which I think is a good thing because, There's definitely a lot of players, and I know on the Pistons this was the case, that really respect and and, and listen to Morris when he talks, which it may have been just because Detroit has a very young team. right? But I think it also says something that players would pay attention to what he would say and would listen to what he would say. And I think him being in a leadership role this year for Detroit certainly bodes well for moving on to another team that, again, has postseason aspirations.
1: Right, and I think that's uh, something that the Lakers have really used uh, this year is their veterans have been very vocal. Um, even if LeBron and AD are clearly the top dogs on this team, uh, guys like even at DeMarcus Cousins who didn't play at all and just got away, he was holding them accountable from the bench. Uh, a guy like Jared Dudley, um, guys who don't even necessarily have to play uh, but have an impact on the team just through their leadership and through their Sort of attitude and they come in and, and muck a game up and and really protect their teammates and it seems like you know uh as long as he doesn't clash with teammates and i don't think he will based on how well the Lakers are doing and just uh other personalities on the team uh but that's something Markiev can come in and, and definitely help them with uh right away um that just about does it uh for me in terms of questions is there anything else uh, about Marquise that you think Lakers fans should know?
2: I think he's certainly going to be of value to the Lakers. I know it's kind of tough with him joining a loaded front court, but with especially with what you said, and i had also read that the Lakers are planning on using Kuzma definitely as a three some more now. Mm-hmm. I think Morris is going to be able to come in and contribute. It's always good to add another guy that can shoot the long ball and defends inside. So I think it's a good signing. Again, I for the Lakers, it would have been much better to sign Rudy Jackson because I think it fills a bigger need. Right. But still, Morris is going to be able to come in and, and certainly help them. So I would be I would be happy that they were able to get him.
1: All right, um, you want to tell everybody where they can find you?
2: Yeah, so you can follow uh, the website and the brand that I help run and I created. Uh, Palace of Pistons, you can follow on Twitter at Palace of Pistons and then the website PalaceofPistons.com we have a podcast, a YouTube page all that stuff, it's all Palace of Pistons and then you can follow myself on Twitter at A Johnson NBA.
1: Alright I will do my plug really quick as well once again uh, you can find all of our work uh, for Lakers Outsiders on Twitter at Lakers Outsiders, on Instagram at Lakers Outsiders on Facebook, and of course, uh, visit the site, LakersOutsiders.com. Um, and once again, find the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, et cetera. Et cetera. We do really appreciate those uh, reviews and ratings. They they really help us out. And uh, we have some fun stuff planned out, and hopefully we'll be uh, grinding out some more podcasts while we get ready for the playoffs. Um, but that just about does it. I want to thank Aaron once again for being on the podcast to give us some uh, Pistons sort of insider slash outsider um, experience on on Marquise Morris and what kind of player he can potentially be for the Lakers.
2: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. It was a great time.
1: All right, and uh, once again, this is Hani Amadian signing off for Lakers Outsiders.